video, I'm going to answer your questions. Any questions you have, this can be about investment, finance, anything coronavirus related, economy related, better understanding of owner's earnings and begin to use it yourself and evaluate companies yourself. How to think in probabilities, not certainties. And that's essentially what you have to do as, in, as investors. Today I'm going to show you everything about owner's earnings, how to calculate it, why it's so important, what goes into it, why it's one of Buffett's favorite metrics to use, how I use it to evaluate every single company I look at. Okay, talking about specific value value dusting concepts and techniques. We're going to talk about why you must read company financial reports um, and why you cannot just rely on the numbers. Today, I'm going to continue talking about what I've been talking about over the last several weeks, the economic impacts of 34 plus million unemployed um, in the United States. And I'm today I'm going to also talk about unemployment worldwide more because more of that data is starting to come out, how this is starting to affect banks, how this is going to continue affecting banks, um, how the, the banks being affected by this coronavirus and economic crisis will affect you and your family and your potential livelihood going forward and much more so if this is your first time watching thanks if if it is we've been talking about building a thesis over the last five six weeks in these videos about yes the health impacts are horrific for the coronavirus but the economic impacts are going to be horrific as well if we can't figure out some kind of balance in these videos, I lay out the case of how this is going to affect you, how this is going to affect your family, how this is going to affect your community, how this is going to affect your city, state, um, country, all the way up to the entire economy in these past videos. Today, I'm going to do a quick recap for those who haven't watched before or who have, may have forgotten on some of the stuff, and then I'm going to get into some of the more details that are being released let me know where you're watching from. Um, and also, if you have any questions at the end of this, I'll answer any questions you have about econ economics, finance, stocks, uh, real estate, real estate investing, budgets, coronavirus stuff. Let me know. And I'll answer any questions. Uh, previous readers' questions I've answered are things like um, investing in real estate. Is the real estate bubble going to pop? Uh, should you invest in hospitality stocks like restaurants and hotels and airlines and those the kind of things right now i've also talked about oil price crash a couple weeks ago and how that is could lead to horrifically bad economic impacts uh worldwide but today i'm going to continue specifically talking about mass unemployment how this is going to affect things worldwide again if you watch past videos i'm sorry i'm just going to do a quick recap of the bank and the, how the banks work because it's very important. So banks work on what's called the float. They can lend or they can get money at 0.5%, let's say, and they can lend it to you at 1%. They make in between here what's called the spread or the float. They operate on very little cash, very little cash flow. If they're not getting paid in mass, it leads to mass problems for the banks. Or last few weeks, I've told you this could lead to the tightening up of the credit markets. And if that happens, more businesses will go out of business, go bankrupt, whatever the terminology you want to use, which will lead to more unemployment, which will lead to the bank getting paid less, which will lead to the
credit markets tightening up more, which will lead to more and more. This is an entire cycle. So if the banks aren't getting paid, right now they're not getting paid from mortgages, car loans, credit card bills, stuff like that. Again, moral thing to do, right thing to do. But if banks are getting paid, it makes it harder for you and I to keep our businesses running, to keep our employees hired, to expand our business, to pay our bills, to, to getting new loans. All these things are affected when, bank, when, when banks tighten credit. So with mass unemployment in the United States and worldwide, this is what's happening into the banks over the last couple weeks. Their bill that I told you a couple weeks ago about how JP Morgan and I think it was um, Bank of America and might have been Wells Fargo have combined built a reserve fund of $10 billion in unfunded debt payments that they'll probably have to write off. When a bank has to write money off or invest, in this case, it would be their investments in things, again, these would be things like mortgages and investments and uh, car loans and stuff like that, credit cards. That means not only that they don't get that $10 billion in payment, but they also have to write it off their balance sheet, which makes their balance sheet less strong because they have to, what it's called a write-off when they write off assets on the balance sheet. So the, essentially what that means is the value of the asset, again, in this case, let's say it's $10 billion for JP Morgan, $10 billion off the bank's balance sheet would go away. This is important because not only does that give, is that a lot of money, first of all, that also is how banks loan other people money is with their balance sheet strength. So if $10 billion is wiped away, that means they have less funds to loan to people, to businesses, to um, do new loans, stuff like that. This is extremely important. So over the last couple of weeks I've been talking about in the US mainly, how this is going to become really bad for banks if we're still not quote unquote quote back to normal by June, July, August timeframe, be horrifically bad for economic wise because most companies in the world rely on or have less than three months of cash flow and three less than three months of cash at hand to kind of sustain their operations. So if they're not getting paid, they're in danger of going out of business. Again, this is especially prevalent to banks because they operate on very little cash flow and very little cash. If they're not getting money in all the time, they can't make new loans, which leads to the tightening the market and all the stuff I've just talked about. So in the past couple of weeks, I've been focusing on unemployment numbers, mainly from the US because frankly, most other countries haven't been releasing their unemployment numbers. That is starting to change. So. I've got a bunch of sources like I usually do. Um, I'm gonna post these after this video because it takes me forever to post them during the video because it freezes up my computer. Um, and I don't wanna waste your time just sitting here posting links. So I'm gonna post them after this video in the comment section. So Spain, one of the hardest hit countries in the world. They are just now kind of starting to release some of their major restrictions in um, in Spain in terms of people going out and people doing stuff outside of their house. So 
<laughs> what you'll see if you read this article is that thou literally thousands of people are getting fined for not going out when they're not supposed to go out. What does that mean? That means that they in Spain they have certain times from when people can go out. Young people are one time, old people are one time, kids are at one time, and kind of normal adult adults, quote unquote, healthy adults are at another time. So people are getting fined in mass because the rules are convoluted and they don't make a lot of sense and they're confusing and people just want to get out of the house. So massive fines are being levied to normal citizens in Spain. In this same article, the Spanish government, I think it was the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, they handle giving out loans to countries and helping countries with the economics and stuff like that. They're estimating that Spain is going to reach pretty soon 19% unemployment. In the United States, we just reached this morning about 34 million people total unemployed, which will put the official unemployment rate number. And again, this comes out tomorrow um, for the first time in, I think, a month, <laughs> which I don't know why the governments are waiting a month. I mean, there's a this thing called technology, and we should be able to know these numbers pretty much right off the bat. So I don't know why they're not coming out more often than once a month. But having said that, the United States unemployment rate should be about 20%, 18 to 20% probably is what the estimates are for current unemployment as of right now today in the United States. Numbers we haven't seen since the Great Depression. The highest unemployment unemployment rate in the Great Depression in the United States was 24.9% in that range. So we're appro approaching the worst of the Great Depression numbers in terms of unemployment. So the U.S. has about 20% unemployment. Spain is expected to be about 19%. Italy is, again, one of the hardest hit countries, and they still are in massive lockdowns. Expected to be in that same range. 15 to 25% is kind of what I'm seeing for Italy. Asian region. They're not giving specific numbers yet. But one thing, one article I did see that I'm going to link to, where is it? Um, sing, here's one article. J Japan and Singapore's jobless rates could double from where they are at currently due to this. And India just crossed 120 million unemployed in April. So let's say worldwide we have about a... 15% unemployment rate. I think that it will go higher in time. But let's say right now, let's be conservative. Let's say that's 15%. The working population in the world is, and the working population varies depending on country and factors, but typically it's defined as ages 15 to 64. The working age population worldwide is, this is not showing me. Okay, so I'm going to have to find the exact numbers, but it's in the billions of people. So let's say the working age population is 3 billion people. That should, that should be a close estimate. 15% of 3 billion is around... I just calculated out. I'm not going to guess. Again, 
economic devastation we haven't seen since the Great Depression, and we're only two months into this in the U.S. Three months in Europe and China and Japan and Asia. Three months. World's economy has never just stopped like this in world history. I don't think anyone on earth knows how to fix this problem to a degree that's going to satisfy even a majority of people. If you open up too fast, it's going to lead to more deaths. If you don't open up too fast, more people still aren't going to go out. They're still going to stay in their homes for the most part, based on actual data from China and surveys done in the U.S. People still are going to stay in the house. I don't know what the answer is. But we need to figure something out relatively soon. Or this is going to end up being, this crisis we're dealing with right now is going to end up being far worse than the Great Depression. So when this first started, for example, this is how rapidly this progressed. January, February, pretty much everything's going as normal. We hit a all-time stock market high around 29,000 or just under 30,000 points in February. No major economic issues on the coming calendar that would cause major devastation. All economic numbers are at historic lows in February, as of late as February. March or February, China shuts down. March, most of the rest of the world shuts down. The Great Depression to get to kind of its height from its crash in um, 1929, I think it was October 1929, to its height, I think, uh, again, that was about 1932-33, was three or four years. We've reached the same levels of economic horror, frankly, in two to three months. This scares me to talk about, again, because I've studied history, financial history, economic history and world history this scares me to talk about because if it's only taken us two months to get to levels we haven't seen since the great depression what is it going to look like if we're not back to quote unquote normal in let's say august or september how many people are going to be able to work worldwide how many people aren't going to be able to pay their bills worldwide how many people aren't going to be able to feed their kids worldwide How long can schools and fire departments and police departments go without getting paid from property taxes? How long can banks survive without getting paid from things like mortgages and credit cards and car loan payments? How long can the business you're working for survive if it's running at a low or limited capacity? For example, my dad the other day saw that in Florida, um, the governor laid out a plan to begin opening beaches and restaurants and stuff like that at 25 or uh, restaurants specifically at 25% capacity. He said, that's good. I said, it's not, it's not going to matter. Most restaurants operate on very low margins as in one to 5%. If you're doing great, you have a margin around 10% of profitability. Most restaurants operate on such little margin at full capacity, at 100% capacity, that it, they are in danger of going out of business if they go a week without getting customers. 
if you're operate if restaurants are operating at 25 percent capacity i don't know how it's going to be possible for most of them to stay in business Oper them operating at 25 percent capacity may even be worse than being closed because then you have to hire staff back which increases your costs lowers your profitability lowers your cash flow and you're still probably going to be negative profitability opening at 25% capacity is again probably the smart thing to do health-wise but economically for things like restaurants it's not going to matter they're still going to go out of business probably if they open up at all if they choose to open up at 25% capacity ratings they're probably 80 to 90% plus of them will not be profitable probably not even close to profitability I read an article earlier today that banks, another reason banks are having issues or are afraid is because of specifically the commercial loans that they own. Think of strip malls, actual malls, um, shopping centers, stuff like that. They're not getting paid from those, which is going to lead to, or banks, Again, I think this was in the United States, own an estimated $3 trillion of commercial loan debt. $3 trillion of commercial loan debt. If they're not getting paid from that because their tenants can't pay, $3 trillion is mind-boggling money. Even for somebody like me who works with numbers and loves numbers and analyzes numbers every single day, $3 trillion is pretty much inconceivable in terms of how to put it into context. And that's how much commercial loan debt banks own right now. And they're, again, they're not getting paid because most malls aren't open. Shopping centers aren't open. Most places like this are not open. I don't know. I don't know why more people aren't talking about this i don't know if it's because they think people will freak out and panic and go back to work and get more and get more people sick i don't know why most why people aren't talking about this but again like i've said in other videos it makes me angry because i think people need to know this kind of stuff not only is likely to happen meaning greater than 50 percent probability it's probable to happen if we're not back to some kind of normal this isn't a maybe this isn't may i might this is likely what's going to happen in the next several months if we're not back to some kind of normal economically this and most people again most people that i've talked with not only do they not know this kind of stuff which obviously they they have their own lives they have kids they have jobs they have schools they have stuff they don't study economics and investing like i have and finance like i have for the last 13 plus years but nobody in the news is talking about it i don't know what the <laughs> i don't know and again i i i don't mind saying i don't know when i don't know because I'd rather tell you I don't know than just kind of make up a scenario and try to scare you. 
I'm not the news media trying to scare you. I'm trying to give you information to hopefully better educate you, again, because nobody's even talking about this kind of stuff, and also to help you plan for your personal future, your family's future, by at the end of every video talking about how you need to raise cash and how you need to stay healthy. I go through these kind of scenarios, again, and these are probable scenarios of what's likely to happen based on history. These aren't just scary kind of scenarios out of, out of imagination. These are likely what's going to happen if this goes on for several months. I'm telling you this to hopefully prepare you so you can take care of your family, not go into massive amount of debt, take care of your family um, while we're dealing with this economic uncertainty. Again, to reiterate, it took three to four years to get to the height of the Great Depression. It took us three months, two to three months, to get to the similar economic numbers as the Great Depression. Economically, financially, again, I talk about this in every video as well. I'm not a health expert. This is why I don't talk about the health aspects on this. They are extremely important, extremely important. Life and death, obviously extremely important. But that's not my specialty. That's why I don't talk about the health impacts much in these videos. I always talk about the economic impacts because that is my specialty. That's my expertise. They're both important. We have to figure out some kind of balance. Again, I don't know how to figure that out. <laughs> I don't. Because, again, if we open up the world's economy tomorrow like that, fewer than 20% of people worldwide are going to go back to nor their normal lives. The economy that we knew before this cannot operate at 20% capacity. It just can't. 20% of people cannot support the 80% of the people who – or 80% of businesses, uh, countries, all that, people that aren't – going out and doing that kind of stuff. Our economy isn't built for 20% of people to handle or 20% of businesses or 20% of countries to kind of handle the entire load of the world. That's not how it works. Um, again, I don't know what the answer is, uh, but reading these numbers and reading this stuff, Great Depression or history, I've been reading a lot of Great Depression history, a lot of uh, Great Recession history lately. A lot of the stats that are coming out from worldwide, now that more stats are coming out worldwide, it's going to get really bad. Again, we're still in the first quarter of this. Second quarter numbers, when those start being released in June, July, August timeframe, are going to be horrific. They're going to be even way worse than what we're dealing with now. In terms of how how profitable companies are, how much revenue they're doing, how many people are shopping, how many people are going to eat, how many people are going to movies, how many how much people are doing stuff, the numbers are gonna be horrific. <clears throat> I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> I'm just trying to prepare you as best as I can by letting you know what is probable to happen. Uh, that leads to raising cash as much as you can in legitimate ways, selling stuff on eBay that you don't need, um, uh, doing consulting work virtually, putting your 
skill set and job offerings on places like Fiverr and Upwork, um, creating an online business, uh, teaching people online if you're a teacher, um, anything you you have a skill set for and you like doing or that you've been trained to do, you need to figure out a way you can do it online. Either teach people how you do do something or advise them how to do it better or consult with them on ways they can improve. You need to figure out how to do it online um, because I don't see how this crisis is going to end anytime soon. Yes, people are already getting tired of being stuck in the house worldwide. Yes, you're seeing not riots in the U.S., but you're seeing uh, demonstrations in the U.S. You're seeing riots worldwide, potentially in countries. It's going to get worse the longer people are locked in the house because people are not only be tired of being tired of stuck in the house or being tired of being stuck in the house. Sorry. They're also going to be freaking out the longer this goes on about how to pay their bills, how to how to provide get food for their kids that's what people are going to start freaking out about longer at the kind of macro or the kind of very micro level you potentially or people worldwide that's what people are going to be worried about again i've said from the very first video i did on this the country i'm most worried about united states in the long term will be fine we'll figure out how to fix things we'll figure out how to make things better we'll get back to kind of normal economic work at some point in the next few years probably I'm worried about countries like India, Indonesia, uh, Middle Eastern countries, African countries, South, poor South Africa, uh, American countries, 450 million people worldwide unemployed. And again, India just passed 120 million just themselves. So 120 plus about 34 in the United States. That's just in two countries. That's 120 plus. So that's 155 around million people worldwide or just in two countries sorry they're already unemployed if the world reaches 15 percent kind of on average unemployment the economics of pretty much everything are going to be devastated devastated why this goes People can't pay their bills. People can't pay their mortgages, their car payments, their credit card payments. They can't pay for groceries for their kids. Uh, all this. And this leads to the entire cycle kind of tightening. Again, like a, what, what I reiterated in the beginning. One thing I forgot to talk about in the last several videos is that in the United States, and again, I don't know if this is worldwide, but at least in the United States, property taxes, again, paid on things like your home. If you own a home, if you're buying a home through a mortgage, you pay property taxes. If people aren't paying their mortgages, people aren't paying their property taxes. What do property taxes lead to? What do property taxes go to? Things like funding for schools, funding for police departments, funding for fire departments. Uh, depending on where you live, probably road projects as well. So infrastructure projects, these won't be being, getting paid for four months-ish. Again, depends on your home loan program in the United States and worldwide. But in the United States, most forbearances right now are going for four months. 7% of mortgages are in forbearance right now. This is up from 6% last week. 
I estimated last week that this is going to lead to between missed payments for car loans and mortgages and credit card payments. This is going to lead to between 30 and $50 billion in lost payments to banks in the next three to four months. That number's probably gone higher because more people are in forbearance now. So it's probably in the 40 to $60 billion range that banks are not going to be getting. Again, let's say you hate the banks. They're greedy, they're evil, they caused the 2009 or 2007 financial crisis, they're arrogant, whatever. Let's say you you think the banks are evil. Fine. But if the banks are getting paid, you can't get a loan. You can't keep your business open. Other businesses can't be, keep their business open. Property taxes aren't being paid, which means fire departments aren't being paid, which means schools aren't being paid which means police departments and fire departments both aren't getting paid. Sorry. This, again, I talk about this in every video. Most people think of this as black and white. We need either, either do the health thing and keep shut for six to 10 months or six to 12 months and let people or only let people go back to work if they can go back to work, if they're absolutely healthy and they're absolutely clear of getting the disease. We, a, we can't figure that out right now. B, economically, that will lead to devastation. We have to figure out some kind of balance. I don't know what it is. In the last couple of videos, I've also said that by my estimates and research, I estimate about fewer than 20% of people would go back to normal, back to their quote-unquote normal lives. That's been shown in China by actual retail data that's been shown in the United States by uh, via survey that say about 20% number, that's going to happen worldwide. About 20% of people will go back to normal and 80% of people will kind of either slow things down or not go back to their normal lives at all. 70% of the US economy is based on consumption. People buying stuff, doing stuff, selling stuff, trading stuff, whatever. If people aren't doing that kind of stuff, going out, traveling, going to restaurants, buying stuff at malls, going to movie theaters, going to lead to economic devastation. Again, I don't know what the answer is, but we have to figure out something out relatively soon or it's going to get really, really, really bad, really fast. Again, I estimate June, July, August timeframe, if we're not sort of back to normal, going to lead to mass business bankruptcies which will lead to further unemployment which will lead to further social issues because people can't pay their bills and they don't have money to buy food for their kids this is being shown first in amc world, uh largest theater chain in the united states getting ready to file for bankruptcy or taking out a loan <laughs> to stale off bankruptcy I put loan and smiled because the loan covenants that they're taking out are going to make them pay more at a higher interest rate to stay away from bankruptcy. So they're going to be in even more trouble. Neiman Marcus, retail chain in the United States, just filed for bankruptcy. Macy's, talking about filing for bankruptcy. Um, what's another one? JCPenney, 
I thought they were in bankruptcy already. They are not. They're getting ready to file for bankruptcy, most likely. Again, some of this is due to the retail apocalypse that I've talked about in some other videos. The trend away from people going to things like malls and buying more stuff online. This has been coming, but this is going to speed that process up, which, again, is going to lead to more business closures, more unemployment. And again, this is worldwide. More data is beginning to come out. India, I told you about um, Singapore and Japan, Spain, UK. The UK is expecting a 30% contraction in their GDP in the second quarter. I talked about this last week. If GDP contracts, the entire world economy is about a $90 trillion GDP before this happened. Estimates are worldwide that GDP will contract by 15 to 40% in the second quarter. That's like wiping off the United States economy at the low end, off the world map, in terms of economic, economic output. If it's at the higher end, that's like wiping the United States and countries like Brazil and France combined off the GDP map, off the world's economic output. Now, what that means for you, personally, if let's say 25% of GDP worldwide is cut off, your money, less money will be available via credit and debt and cash and whatever. There will be fewer economic opportunities. There will be fewer business businesses running. There will be fewer business opportunities. There will be probably shortages, which we're talking about already in the United States in terms of meat supply and we're talking about possibly pork, chicken, beef, um, being short of supply in the United States. This again goes into not will go into schools uh, down to the just slightly above the individual level. You, so this is going to affect you via fewer opportunities, less money available, stuff like that. Let's go to your city or your county. If people aren't paying the mortgages, again, they're not paying our property taxes. Property taxes in the United States go to things like schools, fire departments, um, police departments, maybe hospitals, and things like infrastructure projects. There will be less money available for that. I don't know how this is going to get fixed anytime soon. I don't. Again, I don't know. Don't know what the options are. And again, I've been saying this is going to affect the banks for about a month, month and a half now. Nobody else is talking about this. The reason I'm talking about this is because nobody else is talking about this. So this is, I said over for about the last month, month and a half, that this is going to affect the banks in time. They're healthier than they were during the beginnings of the financial crisis, but this still, if they're not getting paid for months at a time, this is going to lead to problems at the banks. What happened earlier this week is a bunch of banks in the United States got down, their ratings got downgraded, and about 10 banks in Europe, their ratings got downgraded. What happens when a bank's credit rating gets down, downgraded? They have less money available to lend. They have to borrow at higher rates, which means you get charged higher rates. And there's less credit available overall. So if you want to get a car loan, home loan, uh, anything like that, there will be less money available for you. 
But not only does it mean that you are going to suffer if you want to do anything like that, this also means less money available for banks or for um, companies because most companies worldwide, once you get past a certain size, operate on what's called short-term debt or short-term um, commercial paper. If that market is not available or at higher rates, that means, again, less people will be employed, more people are going to be fired, more people are going to be laid off, um, more people, more businesses are going to close. So I keep seeing in the Spain article I read, in the European articles I've read, in the Japanese and Asian articles I read, in the Filipino articles I read, people are talking about these temporarily job losses. If what happened, if these things that I'm saying are going or are likely to happen, happen, they will not be temporary. They will be permanent job losses because the bank or the companies will not be able to start back up and run again because they won't, they just won't have enough cash to do so. Banks are already getting downgraded. I think it was seven banks in the US, 10 banks in Europe. They're getting downgraded already. We are essentially in the United States about two months into this. In China and parts of Europe and parts of Asia, three months into this. And banks are already starting to close or starting to get downgraded. But not only does that mean pain for you, pain for businesses, if banks get downgraded, that also means they're less safe. So they could go out of business completely, which means they would again, lead to the cycle that I'm talking about. And they'd probably have to be paid or bailed out by the governments worldwide, like we saw in the financial crisis in um, 2008, 2009, 2007 time period. The economic news coming out is horrifically bad. Again, we're today, right now, already at levels unseen since the Great Depression which was 80 to 90 years ago. Levels we haven't seen since the Great Depression. Unless you know somebody who is probably like 80, 85 years old, actually building higher than that, 90 plus years old, unless you've studied history, you don't know somebody alive or that was alive during the Great Depression. They may have been kids, they may have been little, but to kind of fully comprehend what was going on in the Great Depression, they have to be 90, 95 plus years old. So unless you know somebody that, that's old, that is that old, who can tell you what went on in the Great Depression, you need to study history. We right now, today, where they don't have the resources that we do here, or the resources that, say, a China does, or the resources that Japan does, or the resources that most of Western Europe has, or Australia. Countries that do not have the resources that these countries I just named off have are going to be bad. Again, 120 million people are unemployed in India. 120 million. That's absurd. <laughs> I don't even know how to put that into context. That's there's like 330 million people in the US. That might be like the entire country of Brazil and I'd have to check the stats. I'll do it right now actually. 
popular. So to put this into context, like I do with the economic numbers, this is like 120 million people. That's like a country the size of Mexico. The entire country the size of Mexico being unemployed. Why is this such a major concern in, in India and these other places I just mentioned? Not only are they generally kind of poor on the world stage. Yes, I know there, there are rich people in all these countries. I'm saying in general. Country, people in these countries are poorer than Western Europe, United States, Australia, Japan, that kind of stuff. They don't have the medical resources we do in these areas. They don't have unemployment insurance in a lot of these places. So if people aren't working and they get fired from the coronavirus, they're not getting paid at all, potentially. They are more packly or tight packedly or more tightly packed. There we go than most of these places and we're seeing a huge upswing in cases in india over the last week or so in coronavirus cases because of these things not only that if people aren't working and they have idle time and they're afraid of how to feed their families this is going to lead to massive social issues massive riots Food riots, the riots just in general because people are angry and they want to go outside and they want to work and all that stuff. Food riots because people are starving to death. I think it was UNICEF or um, UNICEF or one of uh, might have been the World Health Organization or CDC or somebody said the next world crisis. It's not going to be the coronavirus or even the economic crisis. It's going to be mass starvation because people don't can't pay for food and even if they can, there are going to be shortages. They're talking about meat shortages in the United States. Pork, pork, beef, um, pork, beef, and chicken. Potential meat shortage in the United States. Again, imagine what's happening in poorer places of the world if the United States is seeing meat shortages. This is going to lead to massive problems in specifically, again, this it will get bad in the United States and Western Europe and Australia and brazil and china and japan and all these kind of more modern uh, what's the technical term not modernized it's um escaping me right now what the technical term developed I, there we go economies 120 million people are unemployed already in india the size of mexico population wise Studies have shown that when people are unemployed, more crime happens, which means fewer kids are being taken care of. And in history, when people are mass unemployed and scared, they will do just about anything to feed their kids. Mass unemployment not only leads to social issues kind of at in terms of feeding kids and riots and stuff like that, also leads to revolutions, which leads to mass death. This is incredibly scary stuff. 
again, I talked about this in the oil video I did, where literally people were talking about economies in the Middle East and some parts of Africa and Russia, their entire economies collapsing because of the oil price crash. Economies collapsing in Germany, in the Weimar Republic after World War I, directly led to the rise of Adolf Hitler. Directly led to the rise of Adolf Hitler. When this kind of stuff happens worldwide, historically, it's really bad. Sorry, I'm getting a call right now. Really bad, historically. Again, <laughs> I have to say this. I say it in every video. I'm a happy person. I'm an optimistic person. I don't like talking about this kind of stuff, but I feel like I have to because I've studied an enormous amount of economic and world history, and nobody else is talking about this kind of stuff. Nobody else is telling you the truth of not only what could happen, but what is likely to happen in the very near-term near future if we can't fix this issue economically. Again, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to fix the issue. I'm not smart enough to figure out that, to mentally kind of figure out how to fix this problem that doesn't lead to mass death, that leads to people feeling safe and going out like they used to, even if we do open, that fixes these economic issues. I don't know what the answer is. But watch for news specifically. If you are following the news for this kind of stuff, again, I know most people are not um, because they think most of the news is lying right now about various different topics, which show me to be true for certain things. <clears throat> they think a lot of the stuff is hyperbole in terms of the economic or in terms of the health aspect because a lot of their projections were way off. Um, shocker, I'm not, I'm being sarcastic when it comes to projections. I don't use projections because projections are historically way off by a magnitude of order, which we're seeing here in the um, expected death counts worldwide from the coronavirus. I don't know what the answer is, but we need to figure something out very soon or it's going to get really bad socially, economically, health-wise, it's already bad. Economically, it's already bad and going to get worse. We are going to see so major social issues if we can't fix this. Again, just the United States and India. 155 million people unemployed in just two countries worldwide. 155 million people. Again, I'll go back to the stats here. That's like a country a little bit bigger than Russia. Unemployed. And that's just two countries worldwide. We need to figure out something relatively fast or it's going to get really bad, really quickly. Again, we're only two to three months into this, and we're already at Great Depression levels that took three to four years to get there to Great Depression levels. We're only two to three months into this. Um, I'm going to keep doing these videos for you. Again, this is the point where I ask for any questions, comments, concerns, anything I missed. Uh, again, I'll post the sources that I uh, that I talked about today. I'll post them after this. Again, because it takes up a lot of time to do it, and I don't want to freeze up my computer. That happened last week when I tried to post all the links. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything that I talked about today, if about anything economically, stocks, investing, real estate, cryptocurrencies, um, real estate investing, budgets, uh, college savings plans, let me know. 
I'm gonna stand here for a couple of minutes while we wait for potential questions. But again, I love talking about this stuff and I could talk about it all day, but I don't wanna bore you to death either. So if you have any questions, let me know. But in the meantime, two things I recommend everybody, build cash, stay healthy. If you build cash, you can stay ahead of the game and stay what's quote unquote in the game. To, take, to potentially take advantage of opportunities as they come along and opportunities will come along during this crisis. Opportunities come along during every financial crisis. But not only that, if you stay ahead of the game or stay in the game and build cash, you won't have to take out debt. You don't have to get further on the debt hole. You will be able to continue providing for your yourself and your family and your kids if you have kids and help out in your community if you need to. Again, I didn't even talk about this in the last couple of videos because like, I completely forgot about it. We could be looking at mass issues, and I talked about this earlier, in schooling, fire departments, police departments, potentially hospitals, and potentially road infrastructure projects not being done or not being not having funding because they're not getting paid property taxes. Property taxes come from mortgages in the United States and owning land. If people are not paying those, these kind of resources are not getting paid. If these kind of resources are not getting paid, they may either completely shut or have very limited capacity. Build cash so you can stay ahead of the game, help your community, help your kids, all that kind of stuff. Also, stay healthy. If you stay healthy, you can stay in the game, and you can help out your other, again, yourself, your family, your kids, your community, your causes, whatever they are. If you don't stay healthy, obviously you're gonna have major health issues potentially from this virus, but you're also gonna possibly fall farther behind in terms of your uh, your cash levels. So stay healthy or raise cash, stay healthy. Um, I don't see any questions coming in, so I'm gonna get off here. Thanks for watching. I'll be back next week to talk about the newest updated horrible numbers and uh, likely horrific um, economic numbers to tell you what they mean and um, how it'll affect you again not just you at an individual level but the entire economy as well so um, thanks for watching have a great day talk soon